0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. If you listened to last week's episode, you kind of know what's gonna go down for this week's because um, actually during last week's episode, Erin and I went on a whole tangent talking all about people pleasing and especially relating to how we price our work, how we, how we expect our friends and family to show up for us, how we maybe don't expect enough from our friends and family. Um, and we kind of roll over backwards just to make other people happy with our creative abilities. And so it was really interesting, but it was also a total tangent from the topic that we were going on. So it, it went on for like 30, 40 minutes. So we just decided to cut that little tangent, not little, long tangent out, and create a whole second episode out of it. So we're gonna start off, and it's gonna seem kind of abrupt because it, it is, it's like in the middle of a different conversation. Um, so just wanted to preface that. We hope you guys enjoy this honestly really great tangent of ours um i think i feel really proud of it i feel like it might have been the best part of the conversation from last week so hope you guys enjoy and thanks for listening why do you think you do that like like why do you think you so easily drop your own personal projects in order to help a friend you know even if it's something that you're not interested in
1: well I, when I was in fourth grade, <laughs> I had a teacher tell me I was a people pleaser, yeah, yeah, that I like to help others. like I, I just felt I or maybe I thought I would feel when I helped others, but then I think I found through life, unfortunately, people take uh, advantage of mm-hmm. people that help others and don't necessarily like appreciate them, but just be like, oh, they know, they know Aaron will help. Aaron will do this. Aaron will step up. Aaron, you know. Mm-hmm. so I have learned over time. I like, do you helping? like thing? Okay. And I'm going to
0: get all psych on you right now. Sorry. Do yeah, you, cause okay. I, cause I'm also a people pleaser. And so I've, you know, <laughs> yeah. I do go to therapy. So I get, I get this stuff too. Me too. But, so um, my good prompt for next week's we, session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do, what do you, cause we all have behaviors, right. That we do that are negative and we know we shouldn't do them, but we keep doing them. And so something my therapist asks, asks me and I ask, I started to ask myself is, okay, clearly there's something about this behavior that is still serving me or I wouldn't be doing it, right? Like, what is it about this behavior? Like, why have I stuck around doing it? And so I guess before I insert like my own why I think I keep doing that, why do you think you – what do you get out of always helping a friend and dropping your own stuff? You know, like what do you get out of it?
1: I don't get anything out of it, but I do think – I hope that I get something out of it. I think that's yeah. the were to me I I am someone who I have I have friends that are someone who would drop anything be there in a heartbeat but what I've learned over time is not everyone is like that. Yeah. Um and I think if I put my effort into the friendship I'll get the effort back from that you friendship hope to or get that relationship. So what I have found often more often than not that doesn't happen and who knows maybe it's because I was uplifted and moved around a lot as a child so that's kind of like how you
0: but then like, do you feel oh, like let down to them by them sorry I'm being so psyched right I don't know why because oh, I, no. I think this is totally 100% because then you end up feeling like it's almost <laughs> like you set yourself and your family and your friends like this is what this is like the root of it all is like you almost are setting them up to fail because like you're fail. you're always going to be running to please them you're always going to be the one who will drop everything. It's and of course, restricted. maybe they have healthy boundaries and they don't do that for you. So oh, in your head, mind. you can then say like, well, I'm the better friend. And I know that that's what I do. And it's kind of it's kind of messed up. I was going to say the F word and I didn't because I don't know if this podcast is supposed to be explicit <laughs> so- or not. I think I do that to make myself feel like I'm the better friend and make myself feel like I'm the helpful one. And really it just backfires every time, you know,
1: (laughs) mine is not the better friend, but that I tried everything to make it work. Right. And I don't know what that means, but I can say that I would be like, I'm like, well, like how many times do I have to reach out until Mm -hmm. they reach back out or like whatever. And this is a, across all kinds of things family friends whatever mine is my brother who i will call a hundred billion times and text like i'm completely crazy and then finally be like hey are you ever gonna call me back and then you'll call me back he's like i think this is it
0: sounds like every single brother by the way this is my brother exactly (laughs)
1: um but i think it's not i think it's an internal thing of not being my fault
0: yeah like you want to know that you didn't do any you did everything you could make the friendship work yeah
1: yeah, then no one's going to be like, Aaron's a bad person. Or Aaron's Aaron didn't shirt. show Aaron up for sh- me. Yeah. I mean, grew up bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like maybe the friendship didn't work out and maybe we grew apart, but it wasn't because of her character, if that makes sense. Because I think I've, I've always really held my values, my morals, and what I stand for at a very high level. And I would hate for anyone to um, think poorly of me. I mean, I'm sure there are people, unless I've actually done something. If yeah. I screwed someone over, please tell but me. But do you
0: think, Because <laughs> like, tra-
1: I like that transparency, though. Yeah. But I'm someone who would, I would rather have someone straight up tell me to my face, like, hey, Aaron, I didn't appreciate that. Or, "Aaron, like, you've been a bad friend. Or, "Aaron, like, I called you and you didn't call me back. I would rather have that because something I've learned over the couple of years is, like, it's not usually about the other person. Mm-hmm. And I've learned, like, within just the world, and everyone take a note out there, (laughs) just because you text someone, someone doesn't text you back, does not mean they're mad at you. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a friend who, yeah, well, I had a friend who was going through a hard time, and I didn't hear from her for a couple months, and I was like, "Uh uh-oh, like, I feel bad, like, did I do something? I immediately, what, did I do something? We all always, like...
0: Anything that happens, like, to we, us. we like. Oh, we're all kind of self, you know, a little bit. Uh, our ego is. Our ego is like yeah. so. It takes over in a lot of these situations, and we it, we almost like give ourselves too much credit, right? It's like, you know, it's not about you, it, but it's really <laughs> not about us, you know, like most of the time, yeah.
1: So and I ran into this situation for myself. Um, being the other side of the character, so being on the other side. So basically, this happened, and then it was like three or four months later, she reached out to me. And was like, "Hey, I am so sorry." Like, she's going through an awful divorce. She's really young. I mean, it was just she texted me. She's like, "I'm so sorry." Like, I'm. I if you're upset, like da 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 da. And then she made another comment of, um, "I just had so much going on I, that I couldn't figure out in my life to like explain, communicate people. with anyone. Yeah, yeah, explain, communicate, and honestly, like, and." I'm not saying like, oh, yeah, I'm the hero. No, because my mind definitely took me to the wrong place in the beginning. But then when she did reach out to me, instead of being like, I can't believe you didn't text me back. I remembered when I was sick and people texted me and people gave up on me because I didn't respond. But you guys, I also had brain surgery and
0: could not. Could not. not. But people
1: took it personal. And and, and I... I, And it's unfamiliar territory. I mean, I didn't want... That wasn't the intent, clearly, but it was Mm -hmm. taken that way. And unfortunately, I've paid the price for that nowadays. Um, But I've learned from that, Mm -hmm. that if that was ever to happen to me, to think more outside the box. So when my friend did say that to me, I said, I get it. Like, Mm -hmm. do not worry. Like, long as you're healthy and well, or well, I mean, if you're healthy, I'll still be there. (laughs) Yeah. But that's something when I learned when she reached out to me and I was like, if you ever need... An ear, or just someone to talk to. I'm here for you. Yeah. Like that's it. Like you know, like friendship doesn't require.
0: I, so like I guess like a root of a lot of this too is like kind of bringing it back to the art space too is like we really think we have to bend over backwards to prove mm-hmm. our love for people, to prove our dedication to people, and I think a lot of that just ends up getting in the way a lot of the time and. Mm-hmm. This is obviously very specific to certain situations within, like when friends and family are asking you to do things, and this is relates to larger than just art. Um, but it just happens to be what they ask us for now. <laughs> right, right. It is interesting because I think we feel as though we have to do so much in order to prove that you know our love for each other, our love for our friends and family and whatnot, and um, and especially because we have this pressure of constantly being in communication with one another constantly like being accessible and I think available we feel like we Mm -hmm. always need to be available for our friends and family and I think actually sometimes like the greatest love or you know kindness you could Mm -hmm. do for yourself and your friends and family is to set a boundary so that there no resentment builds because Mm -hmm. you know maybe your friend did set a boundary like your friend eventually did reach out and say like this is just what I was going through I couldn't do it it would be imagine if she was too afraid to tell you that and just like it went months yeah. and months more of her not communicating and you would not know she's had she actually set a boundary in that moment and like like let you know what she was going through and what she was capable of and so then you feel like you're even closer to that person and you feel like okay. you actually have like you can have those kinds of conversations versus if you know I was just constantly available to my friends. But really all of this bitterness was, you know, just kind of brewing inside me. Mm -hmm. That's never going to go anywhere good. Like, it's so much better to just be like, I can't do it. Love Mm -hmm. you, but I don't have that ability right now.
1: Yeah, and I, there's something that I was once told and I shared it with one of my good friends who uh, had lost a uh, parent a long time ago because same situation she had asked, um, did you, do I, do you take it personal if I don't text you right away? Cause I guess another friend got mad at her and I said, here's the thing. I feel like I'm like this old wise lady because I've unfortunately learned the hard way through all this. Friendship is not 50 50 for a reason. And I was like, when this is coming from my therapist originally. And I was like, what do you mean it's not 50 50? She said, friendships, the whole point of friendship is when you can't give your a hundred percent, your friend can make up that difference. So when your friend can't give 100%, and that's what I said, I was like, if you can't give me a 100, if you only got 50% into you, in you, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna be 150. So meaning I will text you, I will reach out to you to make sure that I'm checking in on you. And I can say that from personal experience, like I have a friend who lives in New York. She probably doesn't know, I actually meant to text her last week to tell her, I was like, she probably has no idea how much of an impact she had on me when I was sick. Because even though she wasn't in, the chicago area she was message me once a week just saying thinking of you mm-hmm. checking in on you like that was it she wasn't expecting a conversation because i couldn't couldn't even look at a phone screen or talk on the phone for months so it was just kind of like knowing like you you're i'm just thinking of you just yeah. know you're on my mind and you don't have to you respond know, yeah exactly there was no expectation of like hey hey lady like <laughs> i mean i had someone ask if i wanted to go out the Friday after I was Friday, and I was in the ICU. <laughs> they were like, "Hey, do you want to come out with us?" And I didn't get it, but family had my phone and saw it, and they're like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah,
0: I think a lot of people, especially in situations. So, I mean, as you guys know, like I, the last episode I I um, yeah. released was about my uncle who passed, and it's been a really tough week. Like, my uncle and I were close, and. It's been tough because I think in the face of like death, sickness, like hardships and things like that, mm-hmm. it's even harder to like set boundaries. You know, it's and also t- and you and have then you have that fear too of like letting people down in some way. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it, it, it is interesting because I did feel this like intense pressure if someone did go out of the way to like write me and say like you know condolences or whatever mm-hmm. to like have some sort of like moment of like a heartfelt response but it also just didn't have the yeah. energy to do it I was like and I yeah. would and I still did it like once again back to the people pleasing back to the feeling like I have What's to what? like show up like I still did it but I was like wow We're I'm starting
1: a group therapy session next week yes. after our first yes. yes. accountability yes <laughs> yeah you could yeah now you guys can join this and I felt like I was like so
0: depleted like just because I took a moment for every single person who did reach out um versus just being like it's okay if I don't respond to every single person like I don't
1: owe them Mm -hmm. that like
0: I'm going through something um and it's the same way with like art too it's like I
1: you don't owe them I don't owe owe it to them I don't
0: owe them anything you know like especially if it's like a true friend like a true friendship isn't about like owing each other stuff that's not what it is Um, well
1: what I can bring it to art is the whole thing of art too is just kind of like I think those that value like understand it's more about supporting you, not getting a discount from you. So yes. sure, I think it's up to the artist if they want to be like, oh, no, 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 like I'll give you a 10% discount or whatever. But I think friends and family should be willing in order to support you at the mm-hmm. value of your work. Yes. And then you have the option to then drop it if you want to or gift it. So yeah. that's the thing for me. I'm like, hey, like if I can always gift my services to a friends or family if I want to like for a holiday present I mean I, I actually got a gift from someone that was like because a photo shoot because they own photography space so like I'm gonna give you a gift of whatever xml shots and I was like that is an amazing gift um because mm-hmm. I would never have I probably just would have done it myself because that's what I do <laughs> instead yeah. of like getting the ex- extra resources but like it's such a great gift and it's valued even though like it's just valued so high and I think that's up but that's up to the artist yeah if they want to do it as like a gift or decide if it's a discount
0: I also was gonna say to like going back to what you just said about like you deciding if you want to give a family member a discount or a family member like insisting on they that they get a discount or is trying to like finagle their way into getting something on the cheap from you mm-hmm. and um I think that there's a big difference between people who have to support you or feel like they have to do something to support you because maybe there's a connection such as family they're your friend, Mm -hmm. whatever, um, and the people who, like, actually support you as you are, who you are, what you're offering, at the price you're offering. And, of course, Mm -hmm. everyone has different levels of, like, what maybe they could pay or whatnot. Right. But if they're asking of you something large – or something like a big ask and then expecting you to drop it by 50% that's not really supporting you like that is not yeah. really they're supporting you 50% they're giving you 50% of what you're worth to support you and that's not fair to that's you and it's also kind of representation a little bit of like how much they really are supporting what you're doing and I think maybe thinking of it that way maybe it takes back some of that, like less of the obligation. It kind of puts the onus on them of like, you're only showing up 50% for me right now. Like, why do I owe you a yeah. hundred? Why do I oh,
1: owe
0: yeah, you a hundred? Like, discounted 90%. Yeah, like, like I
1: really discounted that way. <laughs> that, yeah, they only showed up 10%. I add up the hours, I'm like, ooh. Or, I but also another thing too, sometimes you might discount.
0: not be giving them the opportunity to even show up for you a hundred percent because maybe you just assume that they're only going to be able to show up to you for you 50%. Mm-hmm. And you're not even allowing to you're not even giving them the opportunity to show up for you 100%. Mm-hmm. You need to give people that you love and the people who want to support you the opportunity to show that, the opp- opportunity to demonstrate that. You yeah. don't owe them a family discount. Like you really don't. Like they are your family and they love you and and if they really want to support you, they will support you at 100%. I guarantee it. And maybe if it's really yeah. outside their price range, they'll have to come they'll down and do something different, change it around. But I think the point is, is that we all need to stop assuming that the people who love us and the people who want to support us are not going to support us at 100%. Like, what does that even say? Like, what does that even, that's like kind of a statement in and of itself that we feel like we have to give friends and family, like, you know, more of us. You know, I don't know. It's interesting. I once
1: told my mom I was going to charge her for a painting. (laughs) That didn't go too well. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's like, what do you mean? I just need you to do this one thing for me. I was like it's like I'm my like, mom buys my paintings
0: at full price um now i mean at, at one point that's good i did give her a discount but i also now gift her things like intentionally i yeah that's i've started doing that doing. where i i started to say for example my parents just remodeled their bedroom and i said i will paint you a painting as a mother's day gift i said like, i will I paint want you to, yeah. a painting i want to do this as a gift for your new remodeled bedroom and that's where mm-hmm. like and so that's more appropriate right so Anything exactly. else, she buys at full price because she, you it's know, awesome. does that. And I think it's, like, sets, it's a more,
1: I think it's a more, like,
0: um, it's, there's less gray area. Like, I just say get rid of the gray area. Yes, that's
1: that's what it is. It's 100% the gray and just, like, balancing that relationship and figuring out, like, can, and, and what I think, even just through talking to this, I'm like, you know what? I would rather give them what the price is supposed to be. And tell them, have them tell me I can't have them tell me they can't afford it, Mm -hmm. and then we go to the drawing board. All right. So what what are we working with? Yeah. So you tell me what you can afford, and I can tell you what I can do with it. Yeah, I think it's It's way better. The paintings. It's way way better.
0: I think it's like this is what I normally charge, and um, just really being transparent. I think we need to Mm -hmm. stop making assumptions about our friends and family, right? Just like we made assumptions about yeah. like, oh, the reasons they don't text me back is because they're mad at me. Like it's, it's all kind of comes from like a mm-hmm. little bit of a self-centered place, I actually think. It's like, oh, yeah. I think people pleasing, as I said before, kind of, I think I'm finally wrapping this all together as I was trying to do a couple times now. Um, <laughs> people pleasing in and of itself is kind of selfish because I think a lot of the times it's, we are making assumptions about other people right and and we are making assumptions about you know how much they want to show up for me and it's like well who how are you to how come you can decide that like you that's not yours to decide like you you know are you're not supposed to that's not how it works and also the same way as like you showing up for friends and family like how would you feel put the shoe on the other foot if like a friend's friend and family like only thought that you would show up 50% for them. And so that's all they're willing to charge. Like, I know I would want to pay full mm-hmm. price for a friend. That I know oh, I would want to do absolutely. that. And I think that that... And so if a friend assumed that I wouldn't do that, it's kind of backwards, right? And the Oh, absolutely. Same- and
1: I think that tells you a lot about the French... Like, that's something I've learned through the couple of years of, like, instead of, like, being, like, it's something, like, you know, reading into it. It's, like, kind of like I was saying before. Sometimes you just grow apart. And it's fine. And, you know, sometimes... That just happens, and the and, and it shows like true friendship. It shows kind of a, it un, pulls back some layers of like you know it's kind of like I mean now ask yourself would that friend pay a hundred percent for my work or not? If you say no, then don't put all your eggs in that basket. Exactly,
0: exactly. And you, what's so funny too is like so I have some. I found myself doing this early on where it would be like random, like relatively random connections of mine, like mm-hmm. um. For example, like just someone I knew in, in like high school would come and approach me who I'm no longer like in close communication right, with at right. all. We've maybe follow each other on Instagram and asked me to do something. And I would almost just throw a discount at them because of just my yep. own discomfort. And I realized, yes, like, that's crazy. Yes. Like, I, this person, I don't talk to this person like at all ever. Like, why would I give them a discount? That's crazy. Like, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's nuts. So I just think that we need to get the discount thing. The family discount needs to go go needs to yeah leave go bye bye. Or I think you
1: stick to one and and don't. Or it's not even a family discount. It's like you have a discount a, a promo code yeah. that you maybe run once in a while, and that could be like what you would want to apply if right. you do. I think that's yeah. like the only case. Or you could say like around pay for the shipping, holidays no. or something like that. If you
0: want to give like a ter- certain time frame where you like, I give family friend discounts around this particular time. I've also translated it now to a lot of my family our patrons on Patreon. And so they get discount codes, but they're still paying me every month a little bit. So it's like, yeah, they're still supporting me. They get discounts, you know, it, it all comes out in the wash, but it's like, you need to even like treat yourself. Better. Sorry,
1: go ahead. <laughs> Better. No, sorry. Um, another thing you could even think about is like, okay, maybe there's like a, a series of paintings that have been sitting for a while that you want to clear space for a new one. Maybe that's where you can offer the discount to your family. Like, hey, I'll offer you the discount, it, but only on select amount of pieces, or right. maybe it's not everything, uh, because I'm sure there's pieces that are like your your you know. Your bread and butter pieces like you don't want to be like oh yeah here but you know that there's someone else that's out there that's buy, gonna pay, that wants it would pay more. full
0: price exactly yeah and exactly. not to say
1: that they wouldn't pay full price either but it's like who's don't just throw the discount.
0: discount out there just to throw it out there yeah. um
1: because we all love discounts
0: I also pan I, I know use those apps <laughs> I I panic I do panic sales a lot like I if I ever I'm like for example when I launched my most recent series which by the way I still haven't done like a debrief about um I, the first day I didn't, I only made like one sale and I started to panic. I was like, oh my God, no one's going to buy anything. And I started to freak out and I almost for a hot second put it on sale. Can you believe that? Like I literally like freaked out. I was like, no one's going to buy it. I would have called you and
1: said, what are you doing?
0: I know my mom even was like talking me off off the ledge. I was like, I don't know. I'm like, maybe my prices are too high. Like, oh my God. Mm -mm. And then sure enough, the next day I made like seven sales so like it was just like yeah. and they were like larger pieces and
1: you know it takes time it just takes takes time so it but, takes time you have to have patience
0: and then it comes back to like we need to have you know know our own value in our own mm-hmm. in in relationships know our value of our work so that we don't yeah. compromise our boundaries and um just you know basically steamroll yeah. ourselves I- but
1: and I do think we're in a tough space and I think it's changing society that I do believe people always felt didn't value art and stuff as much. I think that's where, at least for me, I think you said, you've said something before, like you felt uncomfortable getting a certain number. And I'd say that is spot on. I always feel uncomfortable that like throwing the actual price out. Like I feel uncomfortable telling a friend or family the price. Yeah. Um, but I think that's because in my mind, I'm like, people don't understand the value so like this is uh-huh. going to sound like a lot to them but it's not and i think it's just getting and i think things are changing yeah i think people are i know arts becoming more is getting more attention and creative space is getting more attention i mean so many people do it as a career now which many people thought that couldn't happen mm-hmm. um i mean a lot of people i mean figured artists anyone that did full-time art was be starving and yeah. on the streets, and that's not the case. That isn't the case. There's so not. many successful artists in so many different forms, and I think that's what's so cool too. Is like throughout the past couple of years. I mean, I collaborated with a prof- like a professional artist, professional artist, an artist because they're professional. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, knitting, I was like a professional knitter. Mm-hmm. We did a massive billboard in like Times Square, like. Dude, like I can only imagine how many people doubted her. <laughs> right, like, right. Do you think you're gonna make a living and off of knitting? Off of knitting. And she did. and she does. She did. And I think it's also so, yeah. when she, you throw she might be
0: retired too now. Exactly. When you throw out smaller prices too, you're not only doing yourself a disservice, you're doing your industry a disservice too, mm-hmm. because you're setting the bar mm-hmm. low for everybody. You know what I mean? It's like that's we all need to kind of like kind of come together here a little bit and know our value because if I mean obviously you're there's supposed to be difference in price and what people can afford of course but like always constantly undervaluing yourself sets a precedent in the art world that like artists are undervalued in addition I believe strongly that your prices should always make you a little bit uncomfortable. You should be priced a little bit outside of what you feel comfortable asking for, because that means you're probably gonna do more to do a good job, right? It's like if you're priced at like a point where it's like, it's only like this much money anyway, like, whatever, I'll just it'll take me ten minutes, but who cares? Or if you're priced at a point where it's like, oh, they're paying me a little bit for this, like, you. You kind of like feel more like in it, right? I know I do. So you're so. I think pricing should be a little bit uncomfortable. So taking that approach of like name a price. If it doesn't make you uncomfortable, go higher. If it still is like slightly uncomfortable but not like crazy,
1: Just go at a zero.
0: No. Just keep going until you're at the place where you're like that sounds crazy, and then go a step oh, down yeah. from the that sounds crazy. Like truly, like that is my belief in terms of price because. I I really do think that I'd create better work when people pay me more. And I feel confident saying that.
1: And going, and I I can uh, play off that because so I, and I think this gets in this weird gray area. This is is what this pod, this is what is going to be labeled this episode is the gray area. The gray area. Uh, The gray area. Um, I work my nine to five um, doing something else. So I, my, for me, it's a different relationship I have with the business of art for me Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to my painting. And when I originally was going to sell a couple of my pieces I actually reached out to Kat. Kat, uh, you all, we interviewed her a while back and I remember talking to her. And I said, is, and I'm gonna throw the number out. So just so you guys kind of get a better idea. So it was a 36 by 48, and Julia, I might've asked you as well. It was 36 by 48, so it's a very large canvas and i asked cat is 250 too much $250
0: mm-hmm.
1: total for that painting mhm girl <laughs>
0: <Not> exactly. <laughs> exactly. A, add a zero exactly.
1: please <laughs> exactly well that's what i'm saying is like but, but for me i like didn't really know and i think it's building like i know what my value is in the design like the digital space it does come I with and i didn't quite know companies. what my yeah yeah, and you know, I was like, I don't know. I was like and it this painting took me like days. Like this was not like a ten minute project because they don't exist. Um no. but to be I mean, it took me a very long time. Uh and I'm also someone who likes to draw it on a small scale before I draw it on a big scale. Call me crazy, but I just mm-hmm. I do twice the drawings. Um it's almost like my warm-up, my practice run. Yeah, I do yeah, it on do a eight long. and a half by eleven and then I do it on a large scale. And I remember having that conversation and she, she goes, Your shipping is going to be more than that. <laughs> and I was yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, exactly. Um, and that's where I was like, Okay, so if I was, if the paint, if the shipping was going to be 300 then I have to have at least charge 500 you know? And so it's like, there's mm-hmm. things like that. And I it, I bring this up because it makes me realize a couple things. It's like, it, it's, it all is a domino effect. I mean, I didn't post it, I didn't sell it. Um, but. It just, like, if I'm selling all my pieces at 36 by 48 for that price, so why is someone going to go? It's not a good marketing move for me or anyone else. It's also else. so hard So it's not to like, oh, you can get it so there. cheap there. Exactly. And I'm glad I, like, asked that question because I had no idea. And I was like, $200? I mean, that sounds really nice. Like, the campus didn't cost that much, which it did. Um, <laughs> all of it, I was like, because I wasn't really thinking about my time because yeah. it was just kind of... For me it was a side thing. So I wasn't right. really thinking of it it's as like, a 9 to 5. I was thinking of it like, okay, well I have my income that's coming th- in from another way. This is just kind of like something nice. But that that's doesn't mean you should think a about it for though, the industry.
0: Because I mean, yeah, that's I that but I understand own. that that is how so many artists think about their practice exactly. because it's not what exactly. they do during the day. They think it's not as legit and it's like and that they can't yes. charge a legit price, which is like that's like Crazy statement. Do you know how many professional artists who then like make it big started out working at night as well? Do you think their oh, art yeah. that they created during that time period is any less valuable than the art that they yeah. created when they were able to, you know, quit their day job? No, it's like just as valuable yeah. when they
1: could make art their day it's job. It's actually
0: maybe even more valuable in a lot of ways because it's like, wow, they really, really wanted to do this. Like it's like you are taking your yeah. extra precious time because. Pre- Time is like the most, you know, our most valuable resource. And you are taking that time Time. that you take after work that you are not being paid for or compensated for to create something that you love and enjoy. That is worth something. That is worth a lot. And I think we need to stop, you know, people who are part-time artists who are after five o'clock artists. You guys deserve more credit. Like, you do. Like, and you deserve to charge, like, take into consideration your... Cost, take into consideration shipping and put all that in there and your time because it's it might seem like it's like your fun thing that you do after five it's still your time and it's actually
1: like still a talent and a skill set yeah
0: it's still a talent and a skill set and it's something that you are choosing to do and you are you know taking your very precious time that you have away from work to dedicate to it Mm -hmm. that's that's worth something
1: so yeah so everyone out there you're welcome for not posting them at $250. My so God. So now it's Aaron. online for uh, $2,300. No, yes, honestly, add, the, add a zero, man. Add zero. That's in the case where you do add a zero. <laughs> um, but I think that just helps. Like, kind of, I, And I wanted to throw that number out there intentionally because I do want to – I'm sure there's many people out there similar to me that are nervous to go into those higher numbers because they don't feel as if it's – appropriate I would say for me like I didn't feel like it it felt uncomfortable it felt like not appropriate like as if like I was scamming someone but I'm not because it's not like my what I focus all my energy on and I shifted my school path from fine art to oh
0: man that's a whole topic for another day how people who like think that they can't be a legit artist if they didn't go to art school I mean do a whole other episode about that how there's like such like a divide we're doing
1: that and I wrote down the 5 p.m. artist. I think that's a great the the five, 5 o'clock artist. The 5
0: o'clock artist, yeah. I we're, mean,
1: you were the 5 o'clock artist. I was the long 5
0: long. o'clock artist for years. I mean, that was... And then you
1: were able to be a 9 to 5 o'clock artist.
0: Yeah, exactly. More like <laughs> 9 to 9 o'clock
1: artist. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. It depends on the <laughs> week, but it's yeah. yeah, it's it's an interesting. I, I definitely think that there is a whole psychology to how we start to value ourselves when you know, it is our, if it is our, something we do full time or when we create a website and like start to take ourselves more seriously, I think, um, yeah, it'd be cool. We should do a whole episode about like just st- steps to start taking ourselves more seriously as artists, because I think that well, is what yeah, so when many people struggle with.
1: I th- yeah. And I think it's not, it's more of like making your, like, the, isn't the goal in life to work, have a job that you love and you enjoy doing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's everyone's goal and it's hard to find. I think that's where it makes it uncomfortable. Yeah. It's like, oh, I get paid to do this. And I get to
0: enjoy um, it.
1: Yeah, We feel and like think we are entitled
0: is. to have joy. I think so many of us feel like we are not allowed to find what we do from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. enjoyable. And so we think, therefore, the stuff we do after that time frame isn't valuable. And then we also then think that, of course, that we could never make that our full-time gig. So it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy because you never charge enough to have it be your full-time job. So then it never mm. can become your full-time job. And then you just start to value yourself less and less because you feel like, well, it's just never going to happen. It's a pipe dream anyway. But the reality is, it's just you never gave it the proper you know, value or the proper attention because you didn't believe that it could be a legitimate job, you know? Because that was well, a story even, you were I mean, fed, probably.
1: Well, even like if some, oh yeah, definitely. Society's fed that. They've like, you know, spoon fed mm-hmm. it. Um, but I can think, like, I think about, maybe we can go on that topic for another day. And when there was invisible art selling for millions of thousands of dollars. Guys,
0: people are selling invisible art, you can charge more than $250 for a 30 by 48 inch (laughs)
1: painting, Or even what is the, um... The digital sales people you can buy a oh NFTs, or buy NFTs. nfts nfts yes like if people are buying nfts honestly like,
0: I, like mic drop there I, guys I, I people understand. are spending like crazy amount of money on art that they could that is totally in, intangible so yeah my god like please value yourselves <laughs> more like that's that's yeah yeah there's a whole good rant <laughs> so this is actually where the tangent ended um, We at NFTs and we finish with the rest of the conversation from the other episode. Um, so rather than leave you guys hanging at NFTs, because this was a tangent after all, I do want to say one some final thoughts about people pleasing and that is A, how extremely normal it is. I think that as artists, a lot of us, I know myself, fell into creating art because I wanted to please other people and there's nothing wrong with wanting to make other people happy and doing that is a big part of why I create art in the first place when it becomes dysfunctional or becomes damaging to ourselves is we aren't able to attach our value to it and also you know we don't allow other people to show up for us whether that be monetarily whether that be you know them returning the favor in a creative way or what or whatever I think it's you know, important that we really have value and valuing ourselves um, and self-worth be a big part of the people-pleasing conversation and recognize too that you know I said in this episode a big part of why I people-please is because I want to feel like I'm the good friend and to also in the same time in the same breath let go of our ego a little bit um, of wanting to always be the hero and be the hero of our own stories of our own narrative of being like the best kind of artist we could possibly be. And that's not gonna happen if we're always focusing on other people's needs and wants um, and actually selling ourselves short. So, long story short, tangent aside, I hope you guys enjoyed this tangent episode. We might do more of these because Aaron and I, honestly, we do. We probably should just start the recording as soon as we both log on because we have a lot of thoughts we always just share. We might start doing more of these tangent-esque episodes. So thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoy the rest of your Wednesday and stay tuned for next week.